Guys, we're in Luke chapter 8. We've, we're progressing through the gospel. Sometimes we go through a big section, like we just looked at this, the parable of the sower last week, so that was a lot of verses. Sometimes we have to stop and just focus on a few verses, which is what we're going to do today. We're going to look at three verses today. And this is all part of looking at the earth walk of Jesus, about how he, and what he said as he walked among us, the life of Jesus Christ. And in particular, as we're going through this, you begin to realize more than you would than just reading through it quickly, that Luke is trying to communicate something to his readers. He's trying to communicate something to us. And specifically, as we've been going through chapters 7 and 8, he's been focusing on the whole issue of the response towards Jesus. The whole issue of what you do with the teachings of Jesus, what you do with the person of Jesus. In fact, what we're going to look at today is Jesus' own words as he really brings to light who we really are. See, because I'll be honest with you, I, I've been a Christian now. You know, I got saved in 1985. I was a freshman engineering student at the University of South Carolina. So I've been saved now 25 years. And I've been around church, and I've been around church people a long time. I've pastored now 15 years. And the reality is, listen to me, you can be something on the outside that you're not on the inside. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Especially in church. You can portray something on the outside that on the, re- the reality is, is that you're something completely different. And in a church, it's almost expected to be that way. Because you've got to be good. You've got to be fake. You know what I mean? And, and in fact, in some churches, and I've been in some, I've even pastored a church like that, where you can't be real. But that's not real, is it? That's not reality. I mean, and what we're going to see here today, especially as we look at these three verses, we're going to look at verses 16 through 18 of chapter 8. Jesus is going to talk about that your response is going to be reflected in your life. How you respond to me, how you respond to his teaching. When I say me, I'm talking about Jesus, folks, not George. How you respond to Jesus is going to be reflected in your life. It's going to be exposed. Sooner or later, you know, the fake can only work for so long. You know what I mean? Sooner or later, the reality of who you really are is going to come out. And that's what we're going to see here today. We're going to, we're going to look, first of all, at a genuine response. Then we're going to look at the hidden things. And then we're going to see the coming judgment. And all of this is important today as we talk about the issue of being exposed. So let's look with me. Verse 16 through 18. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed. He sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. 
Again, this is connected to that whole section right before there about the parable of the sower, about the response to the word of God. So let's talk about it. First of all, verse 16, the genuine response. A genuine response to God's word. A genuine response to Jesus, to Jesus' teaching. A couple things we're going to see here. First of all, look with me. A genuine response cannot be hidden. If you genuinely respond to Jesus, if you genuinely, from your heart, accept who He is, accept His teaching, and respond to it, you can't hide that. In fact, He uses the illustration here of a lamp. Now, understand what I'm talking about. It's not like, you know, you go to Walmart and you buy one of those Coleman lanterns and you put the big D-sized batteries in it and then you push a button and it comes on. And, you know, when I was a kid, you know, we used to hide in our sleeping bags when we were camping and read, you know, and, and sort of, because you're supposed to go to bed and, you know, you're, you're down there. This is not what he's talking about because the lamps were different back then. They were a bowl with oil with a wick. And you would light them so they're an open flame. And he says, you wouldn't take something like that and put a vessel over it. You wouldn't take something like that and put it under your bed. Why? If you're going to light it, you're going to set it out so that everybody can see the light. This is what I want you to see. This is the illustration here. When you respond to Jesus, the light of God's Word, the light of Jesus comes into your heart. You can't hide that. It's going to show forth in your life. You can't hide a genuine response to Jesus. It can't be hidden. No matter how much you try, you can't hide it. I remember, you know, I said I've been saved since 1985. I didn't come from a Christian home. My, my parents, by no means, we, we didn't, you know, we celebrated Thanksgiving, but we celebrated Thanksgiving for the turkey. We celebrated Christmas for the gifts. We celebrated Easter for the candy. But other than that, we didn't do church. So I didn't come from a church home. So I remember, you know, I my life was miserable before I became a believer at 19. I, I was doing things, I, you know, and when I got saved, my life changed. So much so that my family recognized, hey, something's happened with George. Something's changed his life. What was that? Did I just put on a new face? No. Did I act different around them? No. But they could see that something had, different had happened to me. Why? Because that's what happens, folks. When you really accept Jesus, something happens to your life. Something changes. You can't hide that. You know, about 23 years ago, I had the privilege of driving around a Romanian pastor who came and spoke on the college campus there at USC. And his name was Joseph Tan. He was exiled at that time from Romania for his faith. And one of the, the, the things he was saying at the time was, is if you moved from one city to another in Romania and didn't tell anybody that you were a Christian, because back then if you were a Christian, you got persecuted. You lost your job. Your kids couldn't go to school or whatever. If you didn't tell anybody you were a Christian, if in a week, he said, people didn't know that you were a Christian, you probably weren't. Because your life would show it. See, a genuine response can't be hidden, which brings out the other thing. It manifests itself so that others see it. Your belief in Jesus, if it's genuine, if you truly trust Him as you allow His Word to take in your life, it's going to manifest itself in your life, and others are going to see it. See, here, my friend, you don't have to walk around with a big Bible and bang people over the head. They're going to look at you and say, you know, hey, there's something different about you. That speaks more volumes than carrying around your Bible. In fact, 
how many of you, I, I get irritated by this. How many of you get irritated? Because I remember when I worked, I got irritated by the Holy Joes. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who laugh at everybody else's jokes, just as me, cheat on the boss, but are quick to tell you you're going to hell. You know what I'm talking about? That wasn't genuine, was it? So genuineness will manifest itself so that others see it. Now, he goes on then, he talks about the hidden things, because you might be here and say, well, I'm just hiding it, George. Well, he's going to talk about that. He's going to say, if you're just hiding that response, if you're, you're hiding the reality of who you are, because here's the thing, if you're fake, you're hiding it too, do you know? If you're acting the Christian part here, you're hiding it. You say, what do you mean, acting, George? Well, you know what I'm talking about. You drove up today and it's raspberries in the vehicle. Arrgh! You come in, oh, hi. Then you leave. Arrgh! You know what I'm talking about. Here's what he says about the hidden things. Look with me in verse 17. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be, be known and come to light. Two things. Nothing can be hidden for long. Here's what he's saying. The reality of your response to Jesus, the reality of your response to His Word, the reality of what you truly believe about Jesus Christ is going to be revealed at some point in your life, whether you truly believe it or not. So you, you Remember I told you earlier last week when we talked about it, Jesus basically divides people into two groups, those who understand and those who don't. Those who understand and accept Christ and those who don't because their hearts, their minds are already made up, their hearts are hardened. Here's what he's saying. The reality of which group you belong to, no matter how fake you are, will be revealed sooner or later. We know that's true. You say, how do we know that's true? Well, think about the number one complaint that people have in our community about people in church. They call us what, folks? Hypocrites. Why? Because we say one thing and live a completely whole other way. In fact, let's just stop for a moment. We say one thing and we live like everybody else. Let's go one step further. We say one thing... Live like everybody else, and then we tell them how wrong they are for living that way. That's a hypocrite, isn't it? See, the reality is, though, I'm going to be honest with you, the world may call it hypocrisy. I'll tell you what it really is. Unbelief. See why? Because nothing can be hidden for long. Who you really are will be really manifested at some point. They will see it. They'll see it. The genuineness of your faith is going to be manifested at some point. It's going to be manifested at some point. And so, here's what I was saying. The nature of your response will be exposed. The nature of where you truly are at will be exposed. And think about it. Let's go back for a moment. Think about what we talked about last week, the different soils. 
Remember what I said to you. I said there was the one, the, the, the seed, the word was thrown on stony ground. That is, the word was thrown among those who responded. And then they responded with excitement for a while. And then when problems came, they what? They gave up. See, the nature of their response was exposed, wasn't it? All it took was just one problem, and they're done with Jesus. Then there was the other group, remember? The, the, the group that the seed was thrown among the thorns, and, you know, here they are. They, they respond, they're excited, but then they kind of get choked out by the stuff of this world. They want big bank accounts. They, they want the pleasures of this world. They're striving for whatever, the promotion at work. And that becomes all-consuming to them. And really, what, what's going on here? Their response reveals where they're really at. The nature of your response exposes you. So let me stop for a moment. It's really nice in a Christian culture, which is what we're in, to say, I'm a Christian. But I'm going to be honest with you. What Luke is trying to tell us here is this. Talk is cheap. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can be a Christian in name only and not be a Christian. Because the reality of what you believe will be expressed in your life. This is what Luke is saying to us here. The nature of your response will be exposed. So then Jesus, I think he's serious the whole way he's doing this, but he gets really serious in verse 18. Look at what he says. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Three things I want you to see here as we look at this verse. First of all, let me just make a a grammatical point to you here. Verse 18 starts off with a word that should really prick your conscience as you read it. A lot of times we'll just kind of blow over it, but I want you to stop for a moment. He uses, starts off, my translation says, therefore. What's he talking about, therefore? He's reflecting back on what? He's reflecting back on verse 16 and 18. He says what? A genuine response is going to be manifested. If you're not, it's going to be. Your nature of your response is going to be exposed. Who you really are is going to be shown to other people. Period. That's what he wants you to grasp. So therefore, I'm going to point something out to you, Jesus says. So here's what he says. Three things. Number one, pay attention to how you respond to God's word. Pay attention to how you respond to God's Word. Look at what he says specifically. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. Say, what do you mean how I hear? Well, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I get myself in a lot of trouble with my wife. And it's usually with reference to hearing. Some of you men are laughing. You probably get in trouble with your wives. But here's what we'll do. I'll have a conversation with my wife, and she'll sit there and she'll tell me something. And and my mind will go, I I get easily distracted, and so I'll, I'll run off over here. And those words are floating around that she's talking to me, and she'll say, you're not listening to me. 
And because of my pride, and because I don't want to get in trouble, I'll say, oh, yeah, I, here's what you said. So I've heard enough to grab it, but not grab it. And so I'll speak back to her what I said. Some of you ladies are shaking your head. You know what I'm talking about. And, and she'll say, oh, yeah, you heard what I said, but you didn't hear what I said. This is what Jesus is talking about. Pay attention to how you hear. The issue isn't just listening. The issue is responding. Isn't that what Lori's talking to me about? You're not responding back to me, George. You've got that glazed look on your face. Come back. This is what Jesus is saying. You and I need to pay attention to how we respond to God's Word. In fact, isn't that what James says? Let me just, let me just go over to James for a second. The Epistle of James. Let me just find it real quick here. Here's what he says. Okay. Verse 22 of chapter 1. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. You can listen here and not be a doer and you're deceiving yourself. That's what he's saying. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of a man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. See what James is saying? Most of us will listen, but we don't listen. So Jesus is saying to us, pay attention to how you respond to me. Pay attention to how you respond to my word. That's the first thing Jesus says. The second thing he says is this. Genuine response, a genuine response will be rewarded. Look at what he says there. For whoever has, to him more will be given. What do you mean has? What do you mean for whoever has? For whoever has his word and is responding to it and is allowing God's word. Remember we talked about this. Allowing God's word to go deeper in our lives and is producing fruit in our lives. Character and action. He says more will be given. You'll be rewarded. You mean I'll get my new truck? No, no, that's not what he's talking about there. What he's talking about is that your life will be rewarded. And ultimately, later on, it will be rewarded when we go to be with Jesus. See, a genuine response will be rewarded. You don't have anything to fear. If you respond to Jesus, if you respond to his word, you don't have anything to fear about later on. Because you'll be rewarded in the coming judgment. But then there's a third response. Here, look at the third thing I want you to see here. Rejection will be judged. Rejection will be judged. Look with me. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. What's he saying here? 
So here you are. Even if you don't have it, you rejected it. God's word's out there. You're not listening to it. It's, you're not allowing it to, to affect your life. Then even though you may seem to have something later on, that's going to be taken from you. So think about that. In fact, boy, what a parallel right there with the guy who responded and then got choked out by the stuff of this world. The seed that was sown among the thorns. Remember? He got choked out by the stuff of this world. By all of the stuff, the pleasures, the, the, the stuff the world has to offer, the toys. And even though he had all of that, Jesus says, because he didn't respond to me, he'll lose even that. Isn't that interesting? Think about our perspective here in the world. I mean, I know how I am. I've got plans, dreams. You know, and Lori and I sit around, well, if we had the money, what would we do to the house? You know, don't we do that kind of stuff? We don't talk about paint jobs. I know she wants to do paint jobs. I'm not interested in painting the house. I'm, you know, it's okay. But I mean, if we painted the house like this or, or look like that, she's laughing at me. But that's, you know, she's already in her mind. We're going to paint this. You know, no, we're not. Um, um, yes, we will. <laughs> but the reality, what, where's our focus? Here's what Jesus is saying. All that stuff, if you don't respond to me, all that stuff, even what you seem to have, will be gone. What's he talking about? Where our focus is, folks. You will be judged where your focus is. This is what Jesus is saying. There is a coming judgment. You and I need to wake up to that. And the genuine response will be rewarded. But rejection will be judged. Alright, how, 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 George, how do, we, how do we take all this? How do we take those Three points about a genuine response, the hidden things, and the coming judgment. How, how do we apply it to our hearts? Well, I, I really have two questions to ask you, and I've got a point to make. I, I want you to think about these questions because, really, they're at the heart of what we're talking about here, isn't it? Because we're talking about being exposed. And, and let's be honest, we don't like being exposed, do we? Do we? Nope, not at all. Here's the first one. Are you playing a game? Are you playing a game? You might be here and you're playing a game about Jesus. You might be here and you're playing a game about your faith. You might be here and you're playing a game about the whole church scene. You might be here and you're just playing a game. You think nobody else sees through you. In fact, I'll be honest with you, probably others see it and you just think you're deceiving people, but they see it. Because the reality is you think, as long as everybody else thinks, on the inside, you're doing whatever, but you're keeping up the facade, you're playing a game, hoping that everybody else thinks you're whatever, but on the inside, you really don't believe. You really couldn't care less. You're here because Mama brought you. Or you're here because Grandma went here. Or you're here because that's the Christian thing to do. But in reality, in the heart of you, you're just playing a game. You're playing a game. Can I remind you of something? Remember what Jesus said. The hidden things will be exposed. Sooner or later, it's going to wear off. 
Sooner or later, the reality of who you are will be exposed. Others will see it if they already don't. See, sometimes we have a, you know, we have a tendency to overlook our own faults and, and, you know, it's like, you know, you, you sit there and you tell your wife, you know, I just realized this about myself and she says, oh, I've known that for years. You just finally woke up to that? So you can deceive yourself. You can be playing this game and think that nobody else sees it, but the reality is we see it. Why? Because if you truly know him, it's going to show. You understand what I'm saying? If you truly know him, if you truly accept his word, his word takes root in your life, it's going to show. It's going to be different. So are you playing a game? Brings me to the next question, which kind of connects with the first one. Are you real? Are you real? Look, I know how it is. How you doing? Fine. Life stinks. Got this big bill, but I'm fine. We live in a culture that expects fake, don't we? Because when I ask you how you are, I don't really want to hear your problems. I'm just saying that because that's the cultural thing to say. Isn't that true? So we create a culture of fakeness. And we fit into it. But let's be honest, that's not the way it should be in church, folks. It's not the way it is with Jesus. Do you understand when Jesus sees you, fakeness disappears. The reality of who you are is exposed. So so let me ask you the question. Are you real? Is what you see what you get? Are you putting on a facade with others? And it's easy in church culture. It's really easy in, in, as a pastor to be fake. Because, you know, as a pastor, I'll talk because I'm a pastor. You've got to be pastoral. And you know what I'm talking about. I've had pastors. You've had pastors. Superman. With clay feet. You've got to be real. Are you real? This is what Jesus is saying. The realness of you at some point is going to come out. What you truly believe is going to come out. That's what it is to be exposed. And then finally, here's the statement. Your true nature will be exposed. Who you really are will be exposed. Period. That's just reality. You may try to cover it. It may even work for a while. But sooner or later, it's going to be exposed. That's it. So can I be honest with you? Let's, let's, let's just sum it up this way. Church, George, let's quit playing the game. Let's start being real. You say, well, George, you know, I, I, I want to be real, but if I'm real... There's some ugliness in my life. Then let us help you through the ugliness. But in order to deal with the ugliness, you've got to be real. Isn't that, you know, isn't that part of what they tell you at, in the 12-step programs? Before you can deal with an addiction, you've got to what? Acknowledge the addiction? You know, folks, before we can be what God wants us to be, we've got to acknowledge who we really are right now and allow God to bring the healing to our lives. That's reality. Because the reality is, you will be exposed where you're really at. But Luke's doing this. Luke is wanting us to grasp something. Jesus is wanting us to grasp something. It's how we respond. So let's go back to that first part here. Look at what he says in verse 18. Therefore, take heed 
how you hear. Pay attention to how you respond. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.